Welcome to the Primal Path Podcast. We chat with our tribe to build a stronger connection through our native ways of communication. Learn about our coaches, clients, gym programming, and hear from our local businesses and find out about the latest happenings. Hey tribe, we're back with your Primal Path programming for Monday, April 12th through Saturday, April 17th. We are trying out a new microphone, so if this sounds better or worse, please let me know so we can make the adjustments to make sure we get the clear message out to you. If you didn't see our posts, we have broken, we've changed a couple of the names around a little bit. You guys already have seen our revive, and we've always been doing the revive. We are initially calling it groundwork for an entire warm up. We just swapped that out. So it's just nothing but a, a word change with that. So the entire warm up, relatively, quote unquote, the warm up is going to be a revive sequence. We have our move, which is our workouts. And then instead of using accessory, which we never really liked the word, but we need a place filler until we could figure out what fits our brand. And we are using rebuild. So our we have our revive, which is still going to be going through that revive sequence sequence that we always start with class, and then we go into that warm up. That move is going to be that workout. Rebuild is going to be more of that accessory work uh, for that. So let's get into this. Monday, April twelfth, we have with a ten minute window. You have to complete one hundred seventy five single unders. 600 meter run followed by 30 dumbbell box step overs. If you complete that under 10 minutes, whatever that time is left is additional rest. Then you're going to rest three minutes and you're gonna just do repeats for 10 minutes of 60 single unders, 200 meter run, and 10 dumbbell uh, box step overs. So we're looking at getting this one to be something that your uh, your heart rate is going to go up, but we're talking about consistent movement. We want nonstop movement over the the uh, those that ten minutes in the beginning with a little bit of rest and ten minutes at the end. The goal is try to push that first round quickly so you can maximize as much rest additional to the three minutes that we have with that transition. Uh, that six hundred meter, we are going to be going kind of a little bit of uphill downhill but it won't be that bad. There's 30 dumbbell box step ups. We should be working on holding dumbbells that we can pretty much go unbroken with those 30 reps. That's all it's gonna help you out once you get into that second round when we're doing uh, just pretty much repeats for 10 minutes of those 60 single unders, 200 meter run, 10 dumbbell box step overs. So that workload per movement is less. So you guys should be able to transition through that pretty quickly. We also have our rebuild that day. We're going to do two two rounds, 15 each uh, T bench, single leg dumbbell presses, and 25 each plate elevated knee drives. So these T bench, single leg dumbbell presses, they might be slightly hard to visualize, but uh, if you are laying on a bench, like you're going to do bench press, now rotate that bench 90 degrees and just put it at your shoulders so your hips and everything are off the ground. We're going to have one single leg down. The other leg is going to be up in the air. We're going to have that the hip at 90 degrees, the knee at 90 degrees, and the foot at 90 degrees. So that's actively engaged up into the air while we're holding our hips up nice and high in that uh pretty much bench press position, but only the shoulders are actually on the bench. So we're gonna use a lot of core work and a lot of glutes and hamstring to keep the body up there, fighting for the balance. And we're gonna have two dumbbells in our hands and we're gonna do a bench press with those dumbbells while we have that single leg on the ground and the other single leg in a 90, 90, 90 degree, that's the hip, the knee, and the foot. 
while we go through this. We're going to do 15 presses on one leg, then we're gonna put that down, put, pick the other leg up, make sure we have the hips driving high into the air, getting those 90 degrees on the other foot and do another 15 reps. Once we finish that up, we're gonna step off, we're gonna use like a 45 pound plate or a six inch box, and we're gonna do plate elevated knee drives. This is where we are standing tall, we kick one foot in front of us, we keep the toe up towards the knee. And then the leg that's holding us up or, or standing on, we're gonna drive that knee forward slightly until we can get the heel of the other leg that's in the air to touch the ground and then squeeze the glutes to stand up. One thing I didn't really talk about and I should have talked about earlier before going into Monday, if you haven't been following our Primal Path programming on our podcast, please do. There's a lot of information that I'm throwing in here for the workouts that are gonna benefit you. I also put time markers into the, if you look at the episode description, we'll put some time markers in there too that help you just click to the day that you're going to the gym. But there's a lot of stuff that we would love to talk about, but we have an hour with you. And realistically, if we had two or three hours with you, it would be better and we'd be able to explain that stuff. So tuning into these and understanding what we're doing or that position or what you're getting into or, or just an, another idea of what you need to be focusing on in that workout. Before you go in there, you're already preparing yourself and getting your mind muscles lined up. And then once you come in here, you're going to be attacking that movement and then we can help redefine that. So it's gonna you're going to maximize your effort and your output if you listen to our podcast as well. So that being said, we just finished up on Monday. We're going on a Tuesday, April 13th. After our revive, we're gonna work into one minutes of work with 10 second transition for 10 minutes. You're gonna do an ascending ladder of dumbbell thrusters. So on minute one, you're gonna do one. On minute two, you're gonna do two. Minute three, you're gonna do three, so on and so forth. Whatever is left of that minute, you're gonna do max rep toes to bar in the remaining time. So that could be toes to bar, toes to space, knees to chest, something that uh, you're capable of doing and trying to link together. Now, the dumbbell thrusters can be heavier. You're only going up to 10. They can be heavier, those dumbbell thrusters but the max rep toes to bar are something that you're gonna to have to break up, especially as you get into those rounds. If you have to modify that position down a little bit, to just kind of keep on moving and firing up the psoas for those hip flexors that are raising the legs up as well as the obliques or the abs that are gonna be utilized in that, uh, please do. But keep on moving through those toes to bar the best as you can. Make sure you rest before you burn out. If you get on that bar and you're doing your toes to bar or knees to chest and you go to failure, even if it's failure in your lats, your grip, it's gonna be hard to recover over those 10 minutes. So rest often and rest short. That's the way that you're gonna get more out of this workout. Those dumbbell thrusters can be heavy, we can push those. They're not gonna take up that much time. Those toes to bar are the meat and potatoes of that workout. So focus on resting often, shaking that stuff out. Do not go to failure. Otherwise, it's gonna be a, a tough, tough, miserable 10 minutes that you're gonna be going through. After we finish up that, we're gonna go on to our rebuild. Three alternating sets. We have one minute plank hold directly into 30 seconds of max rep barbell Z presses. Then we're gonna rest two minutes before we repeat that. So with this plank hold, we're only giving you a minute 
But to do a plank properly, a couple things you want to kick in to your head. One, those shoulders should be over your hands. Your hips should be slightly higher than your shoulders to make sure that we're kicking in the abs and the obliques. You should be onto the tippy toes of your feet, not the entire toe or the ball of your foot when you're in that plank position either. That's not going to work your abs as much. Also, when we're doing these planks, focus on your breathing. Focus on what your core is doing. What is your tummy doing? When you're exhaling, are you actively pulling your belly to your spine? You'll get more out of that movement. When you're inhaling, pushing and extending that belly out. In general, we want to go to a plank till our body shakes, and then we want to go about 15 seconds longer. That's technically the amount of time you want to be doing planks. So having a time limit on it, we're kind of restricted due to our class time. But if you're doing planks on your own, I want you to think about that. How long should you do a plank? Get your body in a position, have it shake, and once it shakes, have it shake for 15 to 30 seconds more, then you could rest. That's when the work is being done. If your body is not shaking in that plank, you are not really doing that plank correctly. Or maybe you have the hips low in the plank where you could hang out for ages. So it's better to do a 20 second plank with 15 seconds of it shaking rather than a three minute plank and you never even shake your body. So keep that in mind. As for the max rep barbell Z presses, Z presses are we're gonna be sitting on the ground with our legs out in front of us and we're gonna have that barbell on the front side of us. As we press up, we're gonna end up slightly leaning back, which is going to kick in the core as well and help us prevent using our spine to lock out in the press. So we see that a lot of times in the strict press and the push press when we're lacking the shoulder mobility, what we do is we go to extension of the spine the vertebrae are compacting onto the discs of your spine. You hit end range of motion. We feel like we're using or, or locking in our back, but you're just going to the end range. You're not using the muscles. You're actually compressing your spine to get in a position to do that press. That's why I'm a big fan of these Z presses of sitting on the ground and doing them because it relieves that pressure. You, 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 can't, you can, don't get me wrong, you always can, load that back, but if we focus on keeping the abs engaged while we do this, we're taking the, pretty much the legs out of it, we're starting right on our glutes and pressing them up, it's gonna be very beneficial to what you're gonna be doing. So focus on that when you have that, go a little bit lighter if you need, even just using the barbell will be tough. If you do feel like you're really extending your back, you can always swap that up to dumbbells. Moving on to Wednesday, April 14th. After a revive, we have 20 deadlifts at 60% of your 10 rep max. Then we're doing 20 tempo, which is a two, we're going to do a two second eccentric hand release push up. Rest a minute, 15 deadlifts when we increase that weight to 70% of our 10 rep max. And then we're doing 15 tempo or two second eccentric hand release push ups. Then we're going to rest one minute and we are going to do 10. Deadlifts at 80 to 85% 10 rep max and 10 tempo two second eccentric hand release push ups. Rest one minute, five deadlifts at 90 to 95%, and five uh, uh, tempo hand release push ups. 
Just keep this in mind, this is a strength-focused workout. Do not expect to get your heart rate excessively high, but rather feel more of the muscle fatigue and strength burnout. These are some tips from Nadine that I'm actually directly reading of what she put in here too. Uh, deadlift weight should increase each round by 10 plus pounds. And she also took the time to throw in some athlete notes for you guys and the guidelines if you don't know what your 10 rep max is. We did our 10 rep max is about six months ago and we'll redo them soon uh, but if you don't know what your 10 rep max is in general for that first section of the the uh, deadlifts for the 20 reps of deadlift something that you can do about 30 reps unbroken if you're at the 15 reps then you do something that 20 to 25 reps unbroken when fresh 10 reps something you do to 15 to 20 reps unbroken and five reps something you do 10 or 15 broken uh, reps unbroken i know it seems like a lot of numbers and a lot of jargon but what we're looking for is trying to get those deadlifts to be unbroken as you're going through them. We're going to be warming up that hinge, especially in the revive, to make sure that we're using the hinge and not using that thoracic spine for us to do those deadlifts. So keep that in mind, too, while you're doing these deadlifts. They aren't going to be super heavy uh, because, like I said, you're only building up to about 90% of your 10 rep max. So you shouldn't have an issue going unbroken on all these. But that doesn't mean that you can get uh, lackadaisical in your position. With those hand release push-ups, especially with that tempo, remember we want to be resisting the gravity on the way down and feeling the the, the work in our triceps, biceps, and a little bit of our, our actually actually a lot of our pack um, when we're doing those movements. Adjust those. Don't have the ego of saying, "Well, I'm just going to do them from uh, my feet, even if they look horrible." Make sure that the hips are never touching the ground in those push-ups. The hip should never touch the ground in a push-up. I can't say this enough. Never have the hips touch the ground in a push-up. Your chest can touch the ground. Your thighs can touch the ground. Your hips should never touch the ground. If they're touching the ground, then we're doing that kind of worm action that we get in the burpee. We don't want that. That's why a lot of us still are bad at push-ups after all this time is we're not focusing on that position. So, yeah, think about your position. We're switching up to go on to our rebuild for Wednesday. Just takes a second for my uh, computer from 1989 to load up. I think we're on Wednesday. No, we're not. We're on. Oh, yeah. Hold on. <laughs> Thanks for bearing with me. Wrong week. It pops over to the current week. Okay, there we go. I was talking right. We're on Wednesday. And for our rebuild, we're doing a 400-meter front rack kettlebell farmer's carry. So... Last week we did a 400 meter uh, farmer's carry of anything. This time we're gonna be in the front rack. I am a huge fan of farmer's carries. I can't stress them enough. Loaded weight and walking is so important. People underestimate how good walking is just for the spine, for the hips, just getting those hips to work independently. And with a farmer's carry, we're loading the body from top down. It's great if you can squat really heavy weight, but if you can't carry that weight on your back and walk with it, that weight is too heavy for you to be squatting. And the reason I say that is you're risking, well, you have a higher risk of injury if you are squatting weight that your body cannot carry. That means you're focusing on just getting your spine in one position, quickly break the bar, do the movement, and rack it. Great, but longevity of that, you should be able to farmers carry that barbell on your back if you're back squatting, whatever weight, your one rep maxes, you should be able to farmers carry that thing. Uh, they're they're so good at aligning the entire spine, the entire body, and having it move 
like it's supposed to. So we are attacking those with a 400 meter front rack kettlebell farmers carry on Wednesday. Moving on to Thursday, we're gonna do some revive of definitely the hips and the back. And our move is three rounds of the following, 400 meter run, 30 dumbbell farmers hold alternating lunges. We prepped you the day before of carrying some kettlebells so you'll know kind of what weight to use. Followed by 15 barbell push presses. Simple, basic, this one is just a go. This one is to get your heart rate really high. Those 30 dumbbell farmers hold alternating lunges should be unbroken, as well as those 15 barbell push press. Just set your brain up, push that limit. You should be looking at somewhat around 10 minutes. That's what we're trying to shoot for. Then a rebuild. We've been doing these for the past few weeks, and we're going to continue on. Three rounds of 10 dumbbell front raises, 10 dumbbell side raises, and 10 side lat raises. We want to increase that weight from last week. We went from 10 to 12 to 15. We're resetting back to 10. If you can increase the weight, great. If you can't increase the weight, that's fine too. We'll take this a little bit as a uh, almost like a deload uh, week for you too. That'll help you get back on track. But uh, you should be going unbroken on all those sets. They should be lighting the deltoids up and your lats the entire time. You don't have to look fancy on them. You can just move through them. Remember, this is more of that lower weight, and you're going to be getting that high rep. You're pretty much doing 30 reps unbroken. So you're getting that low weight with the high reps, turning on all those shoulders after we just did all those push press and those farmer's holds. So good burnout for those muscles. Moving on to Friday. April 16th, we're gonna do a lot of shoulder revive that day and some uh, prep for the movements, for our, obviously prep for our barbell movements. So we have six minutes of 10 hang power cleans and 10 box jumps. We're gonna rest four minutes and then do six minutes of 10 snatches and 10 burpees. Remember, when we're talking about those power cleans, we're talking about jumping and landing in a partial squat. And we wanna do power cleans, not power leans. So we wanna push those hips back so we're mimicking a front squat. One thing that I like to do while I'm warming up these power cleans is as I'm going through that power clean, if I land in that power clean, can I immediately go into a front squat? And if my body, without changing its position, goes in that front squat, then I know that I'm landing correctly. If I land that power clean, and say my hips are forward or my knees are forward, and I have to push my hips back to initiate the front squat, that means I'm doing more of a power lean. So once again, if you do a power clean, you land and you pause, and if you're already in the position for a front squat and you can do a front squat, you're doing a power clean. If you land and you, the first thing you have to do is push your hips back to get into the front squat, then we're talking about a power lean, and we don't want to do that. So we're doing a lot of upper body pull, a lot of explosiveness in the hips today. That's what we're focusing on with these, uh, with these power cleans and these box jumps for six minutes. Then we're resting four minutes, allowing the heart rate to cool down, and then we're going to do 10 snatches and 10 burpees. Same thing for those snatches. We're going to be working through some muscle snatches to make sure we get that position good. If our shoulders are naggy and they're bothering us, we can switch those up to dumbbells or make sure that we don't go as low on that pull or as low on the receiving position of that snatch. Our rebuild 
It's going to be three rounds. We're going to do 15 each plank renegade rows and 10 oblique arch ups. For these plank renegade rows, we're going to have one hand on the box. We're going to have our feet wide. So we're in a good plank position. Try to have those feet back as far as possible. The shoulder is not going to be over the hand like it is in a normal plank we talked about uh, a couple days ago that we we're going to be doing that plank. That hand is going to be in front of us. It's elevated. And in this case, the further back that we have those feet, the tougher it makes this position. The more it kicks in our obliques and it kicks in our abs. And then we're using a dumbbell and we're doing a row, 15 on one arm, then we're gonna have the other arm hold us up so we're in like a tripod with the two legs and one arm, and then we're gonna do a row uh, off that box with the other arm. So moving the feet in and out, closer to the box or further away from the box is gonna make uh, your abs work more or less. Then we have those 10 oblique arch ups. If you aren't following us on Instagram, please check that out. Nadine dropped a, I gotta get my Instagram technology. Reels, is that what it's called? A Reels uh, doing some oblique arch ups. And we had them last week too, so you can take a look at them. There's pretty much a side plank, but we're focusing on using the lower oblique closer to the ground to raise our body up and drop the head up rather than just doing a hip raise that we tend to do without any kind of uh, focus on what we're doing with those oblique side raises. So we're gonna, excuse me, our oblique arch ups. So we have those going for three rounds on Friday. Finally on Saturday, we're gonna have some fun with the revive. We got some roll and posts to do that we mixed in there. So the first couple stages of that Turkish get up and some quadrupeds, quadruped step through rotations, which we haven't done in a while. And they're one of my favorite things to do to get that body moving. So that's gonna be involved in our revive. Our move is every 10 minutes for 30 minutes. You're going to do 30 kettlebell swings, American style, all the way up. So the bottom of the kettlebell to the sky, 15 strict pull-ups, 40-30 calorie row, 15 strict dips, and then 30 kettlebell goblet squats. Each round should be performed like an all-out pace. So you should be only imagining you only have one round to go. We're trying to get this done under 10 minutes as fast as possible that you can get this uh, moving through them, obviously, we're working on making sure that those pull-ups are strict and those dips are strict. So we're not going fast in the sense of just get the work done. We're going fast with quality position, which you get the heart rate up. Know, know the difference. This is not racing the workout. This is racing to get the heart rate consistently going and putting in a hard effort. But uh, like I said, each round should be performed at like a reach pace faster than if you were to do all three rounds consecutively without resting in between. And we can uh, adjust and modify those pull-ups and dips that allow your reps to be broken into two or three sets. If you go unbroken on your 15 strict pull-ups and your uh, then you modify too easy. You should be breaking those up Make them tough, make them challenging, okay? And then each round should take about seven to eight minutes if you're shooting for, if you're trying to figure out on, on average what we're looking for a time to complete that. That's what we're looking at for each round. So you get a couple minutes rest and then you're going right back into that. And we're gonna finish up Saturday with our rebuild. We're doing a max effort hang. Two attempts with two minutes between those attempts. We'll give you the option this time if you guys want to do a pronated grip 
or which is a normal grip for your pull-ups or a supinated grip, which is the grip for the chin-ups, either one, we spend a lot of time always in a pronated grip, whether that's grabbing onto a barbell or dumbbells or pull-ups. And if you've seen, we've been throwing in chin-ups recently too. So getting that supinated grip is gonna help out, especially if you have any like golfer's elbow or tennis elbow, creating that uh, differentiation in that wrist from supinated to pronated holds onto the bar is gonna help loosen up that forearm. And you could really feel the tension for most of us when we're hanging from a bar in a supinated grip that's with our palms facing towards us. One way to always remember what supinated and pronated is, which way the hands are going. Supinated is like soup hands. So if you bring your hands like you're holding, creating a bowl of soup, that's how you can know that's a supinated grip. Just some gee whiz nerdy knowledge for you guys to finish off this programming. We will see you guys in class. Thank you.